Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the Inside Tips podcast. My name is John Hayes, and I've created this podcast to be a helping hand to you as an independent musician or artist, or maybe a self-starting band. Uh, I'm just going to be taking some, some documentation and some notes of things that I'm learning from my own experiences as I'm growing my own music career, uh, or even things that I'm learning from people and contacts who are several steps ahead of uh, ahead of where you and I might be as a self-start um, of just insights into how the music industry works, um, some strategies maybe to be able to um, just learn how to get a really great produced song, um, strategy with release and how you're able to, to build up a platform, um, booking your first gigs, booking your first tours, all these different things that are kind of overwhelming amounts of questions uh, when you're first starting off building a music career. So I think this, uh, this resource will be helpful for you, uh, especially if you're just starting off. I'm only about two years into building my music career, and honestly, I've only started getting some traction within the past, um, I don't know, probably four to six months. Uh, I released my first song about two years ago now, and uh, another song about a couple months ago uh, to Spotify and all that kind of stuff, and I've started to actually book local shows within my local market of Southwest Michigan, uh, playing some shows in Kalamazoo and Grand Rapids, and and yeah, I, I totally get it. If you're first starting off as an artist right now, and, and you're kind of overwhelmed by, man, how do I even infiltrate my music scene? What do I do to to record music like I don't even know where there's studios in my area and how do I know if it's, if it's a good studio uh, how do I get my songs to actually feel full and lively like the ones I listen to on the radio versus kind of my basic maybe even crappy mixes that I'm doing on my computer um, it can just be really overwhelming in the beginning and I know I was really discouraged for the first two years of, of really trying hard to to get started in music and I, I just felt like there were more question marks than answers um, so I just wanted to make this podcast as well as a corresponding YouTube channel just to be able to offer some some insight into some basic things I've learned from my own experiences as well as some of the more in-depth really helpful knowledge that I've gained from the people that I've gotten to know um, just through like I said, just taking my first initial steps uh, into the music industry and just some of the wonderful people that I've been able to meet um, who are several steps ahead of where you and I are of just beginning. Um, so like I said, I just want to be able to share from my own basic experiences I've had so far as well as the um, the really like professional long-term experience of people that I actually have access to right now um, who can just kind of be a helping hand. Like I said, I, I know it can feel really lonely in the beginning. So I'm wanting to encourage you myself as well as share the contacts and resources I've gained in the past couple of years. Uh, just that way you don't have to wait as long as I did to feel like you're not all alone and maybe wait as long as I did to be able to get some answers for your um kind of annoying and burdensome questions uh, that we're faced with in the um, in the independent artist gig. So today I actually wanted to talk about something that is maybe a little bit more um, directly actionable within the current circumstances. Uh, for anyone listening to this episode in the future, uh, right now it is April uh, of 2020. I almost said 2018 and then I almost said 2019. Because uh, for whatever reason, I'm losing track of what year it is. Uh, but it is April of 2020. And right now, we've got the coronavirus going on, uh, which means that a lot of people are not able to really do much within uh, the music scene. 
I put up some videos on YouTube, um, on my YouTube channel, which you can find just by looking up John Hayes Official, which is J-O-N-H-A-Y-E-S Official. Uh, you can find some videos on how to book your first paid gig. And then also I put up a second video uh, just yesterday um, at the time of recording this of this podcast uh, just about why you don't want a headline as a beginning artist and why being the middleman in a set is actually the most um, beneficial slot, slot for you. But anyways, I, I put those those episodes up and I realized after doing that, I was like, well, this is a great resource maybe for people to learn right now. That way they've got some information, they've got some tactics to kind of do their homework ahead of time that way once the floodgates open for um, venues and bars and pubs and restaurants and coffee shops all kind of looking to to book musicians again or maybe even being open to musicians booking their own stuff there uh, they've got some know-how and they know how to kind of get started and make the the best use out of the resources they have but I realized like that's all kind of theoretical stuff right now. It's like you can do some homework of finding some good potential gigs, um, some good potential venues and bars and pubs to reach out to. But there's not much more you can really do besides some of that more theoretical and, and homework kind of stuff right now. So I wanted to make a, a podcast today about something that I think is, is really applicable to the coronavirus right now or really to anybody who's kind of in a position of I'm trying to get gigs and I just can't, uh, whether it's currently with the virus or just sometime in the future where you're um, just trying to get used to your own music scene and, and trying to get plugged in and maybe you can't really play gigs right now. Um, this episode is going to be all about one of the greatest mistakes you can make as a creative person. Um, and specifically, obviously, I'm talking about you know musicians and, and artists, but I think this really applies to um, creatives in general, which is to consume and never to create. And I think particularly this is applicable for us right now during the coronavirus because we've just got so much time to be able to listen to podcasts like this one, to watch YouTube videos about learning how to do this thing uh, of playing better guitar or, or uh, learning how to sing better or learning how to mix better or whatever it might be. But it can be really big temptation to always consume and never create. And honestly, even if you're listening to this podcast sometime in the future and, you know, the kind of the doors have reopened for people to go back to work and to go out to restaurants and all these different fun things, um, it can still be a temptation to, in the midst of that stuff, to do what I've been doing for a long time, which is listening to podcasts about um, creating music, um, uh, listening to podcasts about building up a business brand, uh, all these different things that I love consuming content about and yet never really make the time to actually apply them. And I think this is really dangerous and really like unhelpful because it can lead to like a lot of feelings of frustration and a lot of feelings of um, of just not being fulfilled. And what I mean is this, is that um, if you're constantly, like I have a lot of times, you know, I, back when I was still working before all this virus stuff, um, you know, I was working in a, in a medical corporation thing, just doing a lot of um, uh, testing of, of medical equipment before it goes back out to the patients. Um, and, you know, for me, obviously my passion is is music, is performing music, is creating music. You know, that's really what I want to be able to do someday uh, for my full-time living, as well as this, um, this content brand of, of just kind of trying to help other musicians uh, get to that same exact goal. Uh, so those are my, my two really big passions is... Um, 
is entrepreneurial business uh, in the way of, of, of service, you know, helping people, teaching people, as well as just um, the, the subject of that helping and teaching, which is playing music, creating music, um, making a full-time living as, a, as an artist. And so I was listening to all these podcasts about, you know, creating content brand, and, and I was listening to a podcast by a guy named Rhett Scholl uh, called the Backstage Journal Podcast, which, by the way, wonderful, wonderful content from him and wonderful content from the Graham Cochran uh, Show podcast as well. Those are the two main podcasts that I listen to right now. And, you know, I'm at work, you know, and, uh, and, I'm, and I'm listening to podcasts about my passion and in the in the initial moments, it gets me really fired up and it gets me really motivated. But then I noticed as I was listening for longer and longer and longer, it actually made me really discontent because I was getting all fired up and all excited about these things that I wanted to do, but I'm stuck at work and I can't really do anything about that. And then it's making it hard for me to really focus on my work, which is then making the day last even longer because... I'm not really 100% present with my work, and I'm just thinking about how I'd like to be back home. And if I was home right now, I could write this song, and I could write this song, and I can create this podcast, and I can make this YouTube video. And so I realized how always consuming and never really doing anything with that makes this really, really bad formula for um, for just being frustrated and not really being fulfilled. Uh, and so that's what I want to talk to you about today is I think um, – you know, it's really good to to consume things and to um, and to just kind of like learn about the things that we're not really sure about, you know, and, and to learn about the things that we need more knowledge and more training and more wisdom on. But I think you and I really need to be intentional with the time that we have, especially during this virus, um, to do all the things that we've been thinking that we don't have time to do. I don't know if we'll ever have a more opportune time to write the music we've been wanting to write, to uh, record the music we've been wanting to record. Uh, maybe you're like me and you've wanted to, to launch a, a content brand or content platform. There's not going to be a better time than right now to be able to do those things. Um, so yeah, I kind of want to go over a couple of the dangers that I see with always consuming and never creating. Obviously, we've already kind of talked about the one, which is just frustration. But I think a second one that can happen is I think by always learning about something and never doing anything with it, if you're like me at least, I think it can contribute to this like defeatist attitude, which is the more I listen to a podcast or a video, you know, kind of vicar allowing me to vicariously live through somebody else, um, I get a certain amount of encouragement. But then if I listen too long without being able to do anything with that, with that passion, with that vigor that the speaker or teacher has, has instilled me with, um, it, it almost increases my insecurities. And I'm not sure if, if you struggle with that at all, but that's definitely something I struggle with is that um, the more I desire to live vicariously through somebody else and the more excited I get, and then, then when I just don't do anything with that passion, with that energy, um, it creates and continues this conversation in my head of like, I can't do that thing. You know, I, I could never be as good as them. Um, and a prime example I can think of this even is with listening back to my own mixes, you know, my, my own basic demo mixes I'm doing of my own songs. Um, you know, I'm kind of working on an acoustic EP right now um, that I'm really looking forward to 
to working and, and kind of producing and engineering myself, um, which has been a great thing I've been able to do with this time off from work. Um, I remember when I was at work and I was listening to listening to the mix that I was doing, I was hearing these things that I wanted to change inside that song. And it was really simple stuff. It was it was um it was things of I you know, waited too long on a certain pause, you know, uh, and I, and I did that more often than I wanted to in this song. And I, and I knew I wanted to change that. And it was a really simple thing. It was just a thing of like, okay, I just need to go back in and either I can, you know, kind of patch it together by, you know, cutting and splicing and, and pasting things a little bit to, to make it, you know, just get the right structure across. Uh, that way I can do a more fluent take later. Um, and, and I knew that these were all scratch takes anyways. Uh, but it was it was funny, you know. I knew it would be simple, but the more I listened to that mix that that wasn't structured the way I wanted it to be, the more afraid I got that, well, what if I can't play it just like I did that time? You know, what what if I can't recreate that again? And the, and the funny part is is that in the moment I was afraid, like I was like, ah oh, man, this isn't that good. I'm kind of just flubbing my way through this. And this isn't really anything special. I'm kind of just putting down the first thing that comes to my head, especially on the, like the lead guitar part I was doing. Um, but it was funny as I listened to it more and more, and I got used to it. I was like, "Wow, this is actually really great stuff." But for whatever reason, listening to this thing that I had no power to change in that moment because I'm at work, I can't, I can't just go and go home and grab my laptop and fix it real quick. Um, for whatever reason, listening to it over and over again. And going, man, I really want that to change. It made me feel more discouraged and more powerless. Like, well, I probably will never be able to. And so, I think that's that. That's the second point. Is that I think beyond just frustration and discouragement, it can also lead to like a different type of discouragement, which is just like not believing that you even have the power to do this thing that you're impassioned about and that you're, you're that you're wanting to to do or to change or whatever it might be. And I think when that happens, that can lead to a, a really dangerous third thing, which is I think the more frustrated or discouraged you become and the more you listen to this voice inside your head that tells you that, that you don't have the ability to be creative and to make something that other people would enjoy um, or that even yourself could enjoy, um, the more likely you are to just not create to begin with. You know, um, and I, and I can actually look back in a season of my life. I think that that really kind of helps to illustrate this point. Um, it was actually my my second year at a Bible college that uh, my wife and I both went to, um, called Word of Life Bible Institute in Upstate New York. And uh, I had some great friends there, and I think I was kind of known as like one of the music guys there on campus. Um, and I actually originally went to that Bible college with still planning on pursuing a music career. Um, I was kind of having this attitude of, okay, I'm going to go to Bible college for a year, learn a bunch of scripture, uh, memorize a bunch of Bible verses, get super spiritual, and then go back home so I can be a super spiritual artist guy, you know, and, 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 and serve the Lord well with the music. Um, but my second year, uh, I was still kind of focusing on that, but then I had realized how much of an idol music had become to me. Um, and... And, and I, yeah, I was just, I was really discouraged. I, I, I realized that, wow, music has become kind of my everything to where 
I just can't stop thinking about it, and I'm and I'm constantly wanting to fast forward to the to the place where I'm finally arriving at you know thousands of people loving my music and and having their adoration and their praise and playing these big shows and being appreciated for um, like the the good artist that I think I am or whatever. Um, and so I realized I was like, man, I need to like chop this off, you know, uh, just in in that season of life that felt like the right thing to do. Um, and perhaps it was, you know, I think the Lord used it for, for a good thing. Um, I don't know all of what that is, but I know it's a part of my story, you know, and I know it's part of, of what happened, you know, and so, um, I know the Lord uses all things for good. So, um, so I, I, I amputated music sort of things. I realized how much I was loving it more than I was loving the Lord. Um, and so I chopped it off. And so like, it was like the fall semester very, very early on. It goes like September, October of my second year at Bible college. I like amputated that. And I said, uh, I need to be okay with the Lord. Not just telling me that no wait, you need to wait to, to have a music career and, and to do all these great things. Like you need to be okay with me saying no, not ever, because I realized I was trying to manipulate the Lord and to give me what I wanted, and I and I felt like I was never going to be able to genuinely listen to the Lord until I was totally okay with Him saying no, not ever, not just no, not right now. So I chopped off the music thing, and and once that happened, once I didn't have that that goal or that plan. Um, in my future that I had in my head of like I'm writing and I'm playing and I'm practicing for this purpose of eventually this is going to be what I do for a living. This is what I'm going to be known for. This will be kind of like my identity. Once that was gone, um, I couldn't write anymore. Like I, I couldn't even write for the sake of writing and for the sake of just creating music because it's good, because I enjoy it and because it's part of how I process life and it's part of how I pray to pray to God and it's how I um, deal with with sorrow particularly uh, particularly that's a hard word to say um, particularly and um, and even with some of the the questions especially in my life that that's just how I process things and how I um, relate to the thoughts within my head and process those things relate to the Lord and, and, and even relate to other people I wasn't able to just do that anymore because I lost the whole goal that I was striving towards to begin with. And so my point with all this stuff is that um, that discouragement, right, that that place of, of, you know, maybe desiring music for the wrong reasons to begin with, but my point is, is that that feeling of discouragement led to just not doing it anymore for a long time. I mean, I think I wrote a handful of songs in that whole, like, six- to eight-month process of just saying no, like music isn't what I'm going to do anymore. And I thought I was going to become a theology professor or a pastor or something like that. Um, and so in that season, I just didn't really write anything. I think I wrote like two songs in that whole like eight, eight month period, um, which was kind of uncommon for me. You know, I, I usually would have seasons of writing and seasons of, you know, not writing, which we'll actually get into a different, a different, in a different episode, uh, here on the podcast. Um, but every time that I went to go try to sit down to write something, like I just couldn't. Like it, it would just, um, it would kind of rub salt in the wound um, that was still very freshly opened. Um, and so I felt like I just couldn't write anymore. And the longer that went on, the longer this this state of not creating because I was discouraged, right? The longer that went on, the more 
I started to buy this lie of I just can't. Like I had this attitude and this this really deeply rooted belief in my head that I'm just never going to be able to write ever again because every time I tried to, it was just too painful. And I would just, I honestly, I think I was kind of depressed uh, in that area because it wasn't just a feeling of sorrow. It was a feeling of like defeat and a lack of energy to where I, I just felt like it wasn't worth it, you know, uh, because it wasn't coming naturally to, and to me anymore because my heart was broken, which was making me not do it, which means I was out of practice. And those muscles in my brain had been untrained for so long that it just wasn't very easy for me anymore. Then I had a lot of healing to do. So in that time, I really had this insecurity grow of like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to write good songs ever again. And eventually, um, after living with that insecurity for a really long time, which once again, that insecurity led to me even more not writing because kind of retracting this one last time is like, you know, the, the, the feeling of discouragement led to um, me not writing uh, or it led to uh, a feeling of like defeating, uh, a feeling of defeat which then led to me not writing, which then encouraged those insecure feelings of defeat to say, yeah, you're not able to write good stuff anymore, which make me discouraged and just kind of keep on swaying back and forth in that meter uh, and just kind of spiraling to, to the point where um, I just wasn't re- really an artsy person anymore. Um, so I almost kind of lost that whole part of myself in that season. And then eventually I, I remember just praying um, and I was like, Lord, I just miss I miss so much being able to just create art because it's good and because it's what I love and it's part of how you've made me. Uh, and so I started the, the, the process of kind of recuperate, recuperating that. Um, I don't know if that's even a word. <laughs> started the process of recuperation, um, of getting all that stuff back. Uh, and the songs I was writing were really terrible in the beginning, but then I ended up writing some stuff that was really worth it and really kind of, um, really kind of making good stuff. And then I came into a season of... Uh, finally being able to get out of myself all the things that I had been putting in. So I, I was a huge, still am, but I, especially at that time, I was a huge fan of John Mayer. And I wasn't able to really write all that blue stuff. And for any of you writers out there, you know that uh, whatever you're listening to, it's like that's the thing you want to write all of a sudden, you know. Uh, and I noticed when I was a kid that like that took a really long time. It was like I'd have to soak up something for a long time before it started making its way out in my writing. And now that process has gotten faster as I've matured as a musician and a writer. But the point is, is after going through that season and then doing the really hard and arduous labor of trying to force myself back into music because I, I wanted to, and I kind of had this, this vigor now of I, I had a purpose of wanting to do it for the Lord and wanting to do it for the sake of it just being good, uh, it was still a really hard process, and I had to get a, really, a lot of bad songs out of me. But once I went through that process, all of a sudden, like the music that I really wanted to make was starting to come out of me to where I was writing this cool kind of funky electric guitar-led stuff. But it was funny, even after that season, that season kind of calmed down, and that and that insecurity that I had of uh, for the past year of like, are all my greatest days of writing behind me? Once that season of making all these great songs stopped, to where I was kind of back to a dry spell, which is normal as a writer, I went back to those feelings of insecurity, and I, I'm not sure if I was really writing a whole lot at that point. And so that that's the point I really want to want to try to make with this whole thing is that I think if you're constantly consuming and never making intentional time to uh, squeeze out all the things that you've been soaking up. Um, it's only going to do bad things for you. It's going to frustrate you. It's going to discourage you. And it might even lead to you either not creating as much or you not creating at all. 
And so I don't, I don't want to add to your anxiety because if you, if you take all this stuff and you go, Oh my word, I got to create art or else I'm going to lose it. Then you could be right back in the same spot I'm trying to save you from, which is not creating from an anxious spot. Um, but I, I think, you know, maybe an application point is uh, I'm not really a schedule person. I'm not really like a person's like, okay, I'm going to write at this time every day. Um, and I'm going to, you know, create something and, and, and do it this way. Um, but I think, you know, maybe just be intentional about when you're soaking something up and it really gets you fired up. I think maybe one of two things, uh, if you're not able to create right then and you're noticing thoughts of discouragement and thoughts of like, um, invalidity, you know, of like, I'm invalid. I can't really do this. I'm not a legitimate musician. I'm never going to be as good as them. Maybe stop listening to what you're listening to. Not because the content itself is bad, but because the way you're processing and receiving that content is definitely bad. I don't think any any person you're listening to on a podcast or YouTube that's talking about music or, or creativity or uh, entrepreneurship is trying to make you feel discouraged. Um, in fact, I know from listening to Graham Cochran, he talks about if I'm just you know, another source for you where you're just endlessly consuming content and you're never doing anything. He's like, please stop listening to me. You know, like right now, like take, take a fast sort of thing from listening to me. And he's like, I'm not going to be offended. Um, so yeah, one of two things, either just stop listening in that moment, um, to what you're listening to that you can kind of stop that whole train of thought of, uh, of what is making you think that way, which is that you're more focused on how good they are, um, versus being thankful for the gifts that you have. And you, you get this kind of identity crisis of, well, I can never be them. It's like, well, it's okay. It's never going to be them. Uh, two, and I'd probably do this in addition to, to stopping that that piece of content you're listening to, is right then, maybe like pause your work. If you're able to, you know, kind of pause what you're doing and, and send a quick text, mes- text message at work, um, then do that. You know, kind of pause what you're doing and make a quick reminder on your phone of a specific time once you're off work or you're uh, out of church or whatever you might be doing or you're out of a, a hangout with a friend or you're done with your yard work, whatever you're doing when you're listening to that to that video or that podcast or that song. And just schedule in an intentional time that you know that you're going to sit down and kind of use to actually create all the things that you are getting inspired to create from that piece of content. Um, and maybe may, if you paused it, maybe it'd be a good time to kind of pick that back up and and get re-inspired by that and then you can actually use that motivation to then like get fired up during a time that you can actually do something with that emotional fire and actually get on creating these things that you wanted to create um, that you're usually reminded of when you're not able to create them Uh, and this is actually something that I think I need to apply for myself too um, because I need to be careful not to not to be a hypocrite and just give you advice and not take my own advice um is even right now, I, I was thinking about the other day with being home now from work because um, of the virus thing, uh, you know, I've, I've, I have been intentional about trying to create these podcasts, create the YouTube videos, trying to take time to learn how to mix, um, take time to, to intentionally work on songs that I've just been doing dozens and dozens of voice memos on my phone and never actually sitting down to really organize them and play them through uh, rather than just jumping straight to record recording them. Um, I was thinking about, okay, so I've been intentional with that stuff, but I've been like, man, I haven't been listening to the podcast that I usually listen to that gets me fired up about these things. You know, I was thinking about how now that I've got the time, I've been kind of lazy about like, oh man, I don't want to, I don't want to go record this podcast. You know, I don't want to go record this YouTube video. I just want to like sit around and do nothing. Um, and yet I was like, man, what's, what's the, what's the cause of that? And I was thinking, you know, part of it's just, you know, 
bad you know lazy human nature which is that you always the grass is always greener on the other side and by the time you get to that greener grass on the other side you're just lazy and you don't want to take advantage of it but i was also thinking about i was like man i'm not keeping up with the with the podcast i used to listen to the, the things that make me go man i want to be like that guy and it's like man maybe i should actually like be intentional about this time of like listening to that content to get inspired while i'm taking a walk or whatever and then using that emotional energy to then go hard on whatever the thing I'm trying to create, whether it's a song or, or learning how to mix or whatever. So that would just be my application for you is, you know, if you're feeling that way and you're at work, uh, pause it, you know, uh, and, and pull out your phone, make a little note on your phone of uh, a little calendar event or an alarm that'll go off that'll say, hey, listen, finish listening to that piece of content, get re-inspired and then go do something with it. Because I do not want you being discouraged uh, and believing this lie that we all have and this inner voice within us that says uh, you can't be good, you can't um, create something as, as wonderful as they as they are creating, um, because it's just not true. You know, art is subjective. Art is a subjective thing. There we go. Um, so don't don't give in to that whole lie and pressure of well, I can't create something the, the same way that that person did. Therefore, it's not worth it. It's like that person that you're looking up to had to go through the same insecurity process that you're going through, and had to learn how to take influence from the people that they love and they look up to, but then make it their own. And that's just a really difficult process. And there's kind of no two ways about it. You just have to do it and learn how to learn how to be at peace with this is who I am as an artist and as a creator and this is the, the, the message I have to share and this is the way I want to share it. So I hope this has been helpful for you guys. Um, like I said, I, I want to give you not just business insights uh, into the music industry but also maybe some some heartfelt stuff as well of of making sure that we're, um, yeah, we're moving forward in our music careers but we're also doing that in a healthy way uh, of kind of getting these little micro heart adjustments that we're having the, the correct trajectory uh, trajectory. There we go. Um, within that momentum, you know, um, they're able to make sure that we're actually doing it, not just doing it, but doing it the right way. So uh, I'll probably have episodes like this from time to time of just kind of encouraging you not only to get on all the business stuff and get on recording your first tracks, but also making sure to keep the heart of why we're doing this in the first place um, in the right place sort of thing. So I hope this episode has been helpful for you. Uh, like I said, I'll be uploading um, weekly episodes just talking about um, interviewing different people as well as giving my own specific insights that I've been gaining um, in my couple of years now of, of just trying to chase after this whole music thing. Uh, we got some cool interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I actually got to sit down with the lead singer of a, of a local band here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, called American Hotel System. They're a band that I got to open up for before everything shut down <laughs> uh, because of the virus stuff. Um, super cool guys. Jacob Betts is the lead singer of that band. Uh, super insightful guy. He takes a lot of influence from John Foreman of Switchfoot, which once again, it's an insightful guy taking influence from another insightful guy. So he's just a wonderful guy to talk to about music. Um, and specifically what we're going to be covering with him, um, is the whole controversy that often happens for those of us who are, um, musicians and who are Christians, right. Who are trying to, to follow Jesus. And yet we're kind of met with this, this conflict, this classic struggle of, well, who's right. Do I, do I, you know, am I a Christian musician or am I a musician who's Christian? Is it wrong, you know, to, to, to make music that's not necessarily all about, um, constantly talking about 
the Lord himself sort of thing. You know, is it okay just to talk about life? And so we actually kind of dug in that together, which is really helpful for me um, and really, really insightful points from Jacob. Uh, in addition, uh, we'll be having some more uh, kind of career points that are made from uh, a guy I got to sit down with called Carson Straub. He's from a, a local band here in Grand Rapids uh, called Often Home. Uh, they've been able to kind of blow up over the past um, couple years, I think, that they've been kind of working out stuff. Um, not in the way of like, oh, boom, they're nationally touring, but they've gotten some serious, serious traction from going from where you and I probably are right now of just trying to scrape together our basic first gigs to actually getting on the bill with some bigger bands, some bigger touring bands, getting in good with some of the bigger local venues, uh, getting in good with booking agencies in the area. So uh, Carson and I were able to sit down a couple months ago now um, just to be able to talk about what that process was like from them so we can, so you and I can kind of gain some insight into booking our first gigs and, and what that process was like for them. Uh, and one other thing we got coming up is uh, we're going to have a series all about um, – different music cities so maybe you're in a place of um you know you're first getting started in music and maybe you're wondering okay do i move right to a music city or do i build up where i'm at and then move to music city by the way i think that'd be the wise thing to do uh, but maybe you're wondering about what the advantage of moving to a music city is whether that be new york city or nashville or la i've actually gotten to sit down with some uh with actually one guy right now from la named danny godwin who's a uh, an old kind of acquaintance. Um, he was from the a band I really love called Valley Heart. He moved out there uh, once he started his solo project. Um, and so he and I got to sit down and talk about why he moved out there, uh, what the L.A. scene is like, as well as just his own personal growth as an artist. So that'll be coming up. I'll also be interviewing a couple friends who are part of the jazz scene in New York City. So if you're curious about the music scene within New York City, uh, that'd be a really great episode for you to tune into. So, uh, like I said, guys, a lot of really, really great stuff coming up. A lot of interviews that I'm planning on too, just to be able to give you guys as much insight, both into um, the the personal heart aspect of being a professional musician, as well as the really practical, helpful stuff of of just gaining some insight into what the music industry is actually like. So. I hope this stuff will all be helpful for you. I really think it will be. Uh, so I encourage you to, to hit the subscribe button on the um, on the podcast, wherever you're listening to, uh, just so you can keep up with uh, with weekly content and weekly episodes and uh, just give you some really great pointers and insight into uh, what you're looking to do. Well, anyways, that does it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to the first ever episode of this podcast. And uh, if it's been helpful for you, I'd encourage you to uh, follow or subscribe on whatever, you're, whatever platform you're using. Uh, to tune in today uh, just so you can get a notification every time I drop a new episode I'll be uploading weekly so yeah I wouldn't want you to miss out on uh, getting notification for a new episode uh, in addition a couple plugs if you haven't checked out the YouTube channel already go ahead and head over to YouTube and look up John Hayes official over there uh, and you can follow me at the same exact name for Instagram and Facebook just at John Hayes official that's J-O-N-H-A-Y-E-S and finally, if you haven't checked out the website that I just launched recently, uh, go ahead and go over to www.johnhaysofficial.com. And that's kind of a good landing page. You'll be able to keep up with the podcast, keep up with YouTube, keep up with uh, my own personal music. And uh, yeah, hopefully there'll be some merch up over there soon as well. So uh, go ahead and head over to the website and I'd love to be able to connect with you over there. And uh, if the podcast is really helpful, uh, you can get some information over there on how to support the podcast directly on Patreon as well. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. And uh, until next time, I hope you guys continue to grow well.